0: Hello and welcome to Gloss, the celebrity and pop culture podcast and conversations you have with your best friends. Think of us as your weekly chicken for a coffee, peppermint tea because anxiety, or a chili mug when things get spicy. We alternate between all three, don't we? We do coffee today. Yeah, thanks for bringing that coffee around. It was de- delish. Oh, so good. Mwah. On the show, we've got a lot to catch up on. I've moved, Anna's been overseas on vacay, so exciting. And remember the hills, how could you forget the memes? Spencer is back spilling the tea on a new podcast. And what do Spencer and Christine Quinn from Sailing Sunset have in common? We debrief the latest season of The Kardashians, where we saw a new side of Kim and Chloe gets publicly humiliated again. So why is it the woman's fault? And we chat cheating. You're joined by your host, podcaster Belle Crawford, and my co-host, Anna Scarborough-Rawson. Hello. How are you? How have you been? I haven't seen you in person in a while. It's super exciting.
1: Hello. I'm not. I'm sounding a little bit masculine.
0: No, I, I like it. A little, a little husky, husky, sexy voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How sexy was your voice. holiday? So you've been to beautiful Rarotonga, which was a Mother's Day present, am I right?
1: Yeah, it was. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so nice. One year I just got an email from um, Freddie's email account.
0: That's cute. Tom sent them he, does up Does he email. actually, did the kids have their own emails? Yeah, Tom
1: sent them up a little email. Have they
0: got their own LinkedIn's as well? Like, what's going on here? <laughs>
1: probably, knowing Tom, he's probably <laughs> sent them up, yeah. Raro was really good. It was really nice to get away. It was warm. Jagger's first overseas vacation because he is a pandemic baby. But yeah, just feeling really tight. Like, it feels like a long time ago. It was only a few days ago, but <laughs> um, any any mums out there will relate. I'm not at all complaining or taking away from a lovely holiday. No, you're allowed But. You. Jesus Christ, it was
0: <laughs> so,
1: it's so tiring.
0: So, I mean, I can only imagine that it's, you know, you're in a whole new space. So they're not in their normal routines. You don't have all your stuff. So they don't just settle in like we do on a holiday, do they?
1: Oh, they're just so excited to be away. Like Freddie found it so hard to go to sleep the night before because he was so excited. And I had to wake him up. I said, I'm gonna wake you up and it's still gonna be dark. It's gonna be really early. He's like, Okay, I'm gonna to go to sleep right now <laughs> And he's sitting in his bed, I like, can hear him playing this Lego and things like that. And he finally goes to sleep. But I, I like woke him up and no lie, he just like sprang up and he's like, We're going to Wawa Tonga now <laughs> And he was just ready. He like runs into Fr- Jagger's room. He's in his cot. He's like, "Jag, Jag, we're going to Wawa Tonga now! Get up, get up!" <laughs> he was so excited. So no, they loved it, and um, they had a kids club there, but it was for four and up. So Freddie wanted to go, and he got to go. And Jagger, he Aww. literally went from crying in the mornings when Freddie left to just not wanting to pick him up in the afternoons because he just got a taste of single child life and he just Oh, so
0: he liked it? Yeah, he, like, he more looks attention. like, I, I like
1: having mum and dad to myself, mm. yeah, but no, it was really nice, it's nice to start exploring the was world it again Was warm? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like suffocatingly hot because I guess it's their winter too, mm. but you know, warm enough that when you come back here it's it's just rude It's so cold.
0: Yeah, so I have moved. We are in a new podcast space, which I've been setting up. It was one of the first things I had to unpack because obviously I had to get to work straight away, but yeah, super exciting moving. So I've moved into a place with my boyfriend, just us now, so I know, um, which is really cool. I'd been living at our last place or my last place uh, in like a house share situation for three years now and Mm -hmm. so I'd lived there for quite a long time and I have talked about before I'm actually going to make I haven't time yet I want to make like a little video of everything that was like a quite a big time for me I'd gone through some really awful stuff at work and podcasting was not new but in our market it was a new thing and
1: in New Zealand especially yeah Yeah. so it was a
0: lot of work and a lot of trying to like build up your self-confidence and yeah I'm just proud of myself and there's a lot of memes but it's funny because I know we've talked about how it's sort of like oh you know I'm excited for this but then leaving that part behind I'm just already I went back to do some cleaning and stuff and pick up my final things give everything a good vacuum and it doesn't feel like my home anymore. That's so funny. Already, it doesn't even smell like my house anymore. So weird. <laughs>
1: Considering how like nervous you were about it and then it's just like, it happens. And you're like, yeah, no, uh, why did this not happen so now?
0: Yeah, I have moved quite a bit, but I think I just got, I get quite attached to my room, my spaces mm. I've set up. I've, I don't know, I'm a bit like you where I-
1: I love my bedroom. Oh,
0: and I've, ever since I was a kid, you're probably, you're an interior designer, so you're probably definitely the same, but I was constantly wanting to set up spaces. It's just like yeah. homemaking and like, Setting up rooms and all that stuff has just been my vibe for such a long time. Yeah,
1: no, we do get attached to our rooms, sorry. Tom doesn't not have an emotional attachment to our bedroom like I do.
0: Yeah, probably like because none of his stuff's in there. Speaking,
1: <laughs> speaking of an emotional attachment, Jagger formed this unhealthy emotional attachment to this plastic spade I got him in Raro. He took it to bed like first thing in the morning. He spade, spade, wanted a spade. We had to take it on the like the plane with us. First thing he wanted when he got home, like, loves this green plastic spade so, so is, much. Has he
0: still got it? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: Best two dollars I spent. So good. <laughs> Kids are so weird, it's wild. Oh, I love
0: it. We're living closer to each other now. I never talk about where I live. I don't know, privacy things, just never mention the suburb. Of true crime. Yeah, that. My dad's a cop, so I've just Mm. always been very safety conscious. So we're living closer to each other now, which is super cool. If you know Auckland, I have lived on the shore the whole time I've been here, which I think has been six years in Auckland. And it just always felt like my home. So to move areas, I was ready for it. I was ready for a change. It suited our needs better and like a better home and everything for what we wanted. So... I'm excited, let's spice things up.
1: It's funny because like even a few weeks ago you were like, I really like the shore, I don't know if I want to move to that side of the bridge.
0: The move was, I mean, yeah, I got sick just as we moved, Uh, life's been a little chaotic lately. Do you know what you
1: need to do next time you move? What? I did it, we moved into the house that we're moving now, we had 3D a day after we moved into the house we're in now, I didn't have to do a thing, I literally had a baby less than 24 hours later. It was actually very stressful, but now I look back and it's like, that was such a great time, but actually at the time it was so stressful.
0: Are you like me. I feel like we're similar in some ways where when you move somewhere, basically you have to have everything unpacked quite soon. Like I've done, the kitchen's already organised, my clothes are done, our bedroom was the first thing I, you know, I. Yeah. My mum also. I was talking to her the other night when she. I was Facetiming. Her. She's like, "Show me around." I was like, "No, I don't want to do it till it's set up. It's just too messy, and I don't want, you know, people seeing mess." Mum said she one time we moved into this family home, and she was saying that her mum came over the next day. And she's like, oh, what time did you stay up to last night? Mum had literally sat till four in the morning and the whole house was basically unpacked.
1: Yeah, that's me. I yeah. like to unpack as soon as I arrive, if not before. I just can't handle not being. It makes me so anxious. Yeah. Especially now. Like, I don't think I was that bad as a teenager, but I knew that there was mum. And if I didn't do it for long enough, she would do it. Like, I remember having a suitcase in my room for a month after a trip and not unpacking. But now it's like, I am the mum. I have to do it. No one's here to save me.
0: I am one of those people too, though, when I go on a holiday, I'll uh, unpack as soon as I get home. Like yeah. a long haul trip, travelled 30 hours, everything's in the wash, unpacked. It just, maybe it's an anxiety, ADHD thing, I don't know. We just It just helps me ground and settle.
1: Yeah, I got home and I changed our sheets, put on lots of washing. I tried to do some unpacking, but I just was so tired. So I went to bed feeling really anxious and couldn't sleep, so then I got up and did some more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like my husband just unpacked like his one bag and it's like, oh, I'm unpacked, that's good.
0: When we arrived on Saturday, we'd had a huge couple of days of sorting stuff and my boyfriend went to the rugby, which had floated the idea with me the week before. You know, final super rugby, you said you were there as well? Yeah. Oh, must be nice, everybody. It was really last
1: minute, though. We weren't going to go.
0: Yeah. So anyway, he goes to the rugby and then... During the day, he sort of dropped a bomb that his mates were meeting at like 3.30 for drinks. And he's like, well, I'm not going to go then. But I was thinking around four. And honestly, we had movers there. And I was like, are you actually kidding? Like, and Don't they,
1: come home. I
0: was like, I think I said that. I was like, maybe you should stay somewhere else. <laughs> no, it was okay. But um, when he did leave to go to the rugby... I actually needed a bit of time on my own. I think mm. it had been a crazy few days and I'd gotten this virus just the night before we had to move and I hadn't even finished packing everything up. But I had like a, I guess it was like a stress sick nap and mm. that was good. But I woke up feeling really disorientated. Like, where am I? Uh, what year is it? Yeah, I almost felt like, because I've moved quite a lot. I almost felt like I was in a different city or a different country even. It was weird. Uh, had a fun Saturday night watching the show that we're going to do for Show Club, Everything Mm -hmm. I Know About Love, Dolly Alderton's TV adaptation. And also, how's this for do you do this or are you normal? I was unpacking stuff, the room immaculate. My boyfriend got home and he was like, whoa, you've done so well. It's like, yeah, duh, like I'm not sleeping a mess. But I had unpacked a bunch of books and I had been looking at photos or videos on my phone from my own vlogs to see how my books were laid out Uh, so that I could put them in the right spot. Do you do things like that? Um,
1: I like to colour code books.
0: They are colour coded as well.
1: I do it to my kids' books though, which is absolutely pointless because about a minute later they're just on the ground again. So Mm. um, I like to do it to the stuff, but there's just no point right
0: now. Yeah, so that was my Saturday night where it felt like everyone was out socialising at the rugby and I, um, you know, got some takeaways and did that and I was living my best life. I actually kind of liked it. but that it it was... sounds
1: ideal. I left Tom at the rugby and drove his car home and let him sort out an because he had a few to drink and I was over it. <laughs> <laughs> and would you stop taking pictures of yourself? Your sister's going to jail.
0: I tagged you in a meme because we've both recently been diagnosed with ADHD, which we are going to chat about in depth on an upcoming episode. I mean, it deserves its whole episode, really, because there's a lot to it, really, isn't there? it's just
1: unfolding really isn't (laughs) it
0: right before our eyes but I found this meme and when I read it I was like oh my goodness it's just it's interesting when you find out about something and then it's kind of comforting even though we use humor to deal with it because some of it I don't
1: do that I don't use humor to cope with my trauma
0: (laughs) it helps it definitely it's the way through laugh or cry but there's definitely a lot of it and again we'll save that for our next episode on it but There's a lot of things that are really hard about it. But, you know, if you can laugh about it, it definitely helps. And this meme I read and I thought, oh, my God, that is me. And I'm going to tag in Anna as well. It says, in typical ADHD fashion, I'm dealing with a project that has become overwhelming by adding even more work to the project, which then makes the overall project more interesting to my brain. Sounds wild. But hey, ADHD be wild. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is just explaining my work, like what I do on a regular basis. It's like, why do we do this to ourselves?
1: And with you, does, like, just everyday life feels so chaotic?
0: I think for me it's the juggling of everything. Right. Yeah. But then when you're juggling everything, that's when everyday stuff gets hard, when I have too much on my plate. Right, okay. Yeah.
1: Because Tom Tom deals with, like, actual stuff all day and, like, he's got real problems. And he'll come home and if I seem a bit frazzled, he'll be like, you know, what's, what's going on? And I'll tell him what I'm juggling. And it doesn't sound like much, but in my brain, it's just like, cannot compute, cannot deal, shut down.
0: No, but don't diminish yourself. Like you've got real stuff as well, just because you're not in it. You know what I mean? Like just because yeah. you're not in the same job or whatever, like we've all got our stuff and like, we can't gaslight ourselves or you know like we'll let people gaslight us because they think our stuff's not as important first up we have a recommendation for you i listened to this as soon as it was released and i got you to listen to it as well so we could chat Mm. about it the call her daddy podcast interview with spencer pratt from the hills pratt
1: Pratt daddy Daddy, as he likes to
0: call himself (laughs) man he is intriguing he's a lot and I yeah. actually really enjoyed the episode of course if you've never watched the tv series the hills please go back actually maybe it will look a bit funny now but oh my god I was obsessed Classic. I've, I've watched all the spin-offs as well and I was so gutted they cancelled the third one it's not happening
1: I love Laguna Beach even uh, like the real the OG
0: yeah yeah well Spencer was of course the original reality tv show villain you know you saw his clashes with Elsie Heidi his now wife's. yeah the hills may be fairly niche but I know I'm not alone. I think it's a generational thing that we were all obsessed with it. There was nothing else really like it. And just,
1: I think that most people our age, most females our age, if they don't love it, they did watch it, they know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I remember when I sort of was re watching stuff or wanting to watch the spin offs and this is one massive green flag for my boyfriend. He knew all the he knew everything about it. This is massive like ticks next to your name. Really? You know you know stuff about the hills.
1: They were ticks for you.
0: Yeah, like, that's that's a good thing. I can watch, like, pop culture and nerd stuff. Oh, my
1: husband hates reality TV. Really? Yeah.
0: I feel like The Hills, though, was different. Like, I don't like maths. I don't enjoy watching maths. But The Hills, obviously, as we know, it's not all true. And it was scripted and everything. Yeah, but, like, back then it was, like, it was different. And we didn't know. We didn't, you know, we didn't know. And it was nothing like it. And it was sort of made to look real like it was following their lives. It wasn't. I think
1: because it was one of the first reality shows, we didn't know the tricks they were playing behind the scenes to really make it like a scripted show. So now we're hearing these things later on. We're like, whoa.
0: Mm. We want to do a proper deep dive on the hills in time, but we wanted to chat a little bit about it from this interview that we listened to. And did you find it quite interesting, the stuff that Spencer was talking about? Yeah. The situations where you think, like he obviously like a lot of us, didn't like him a lot because he seemed awful. But then you're hearing how they did that thing called Frankenbiting where they would – Move a scene to yeah. here, so LC, this would happen there, and she was even in on knowing what was happening. And then you're like, something
1: that he wasn't even at that day. They would use a soundbite from something else and overlay it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm really interested in looking into the producer as well, but we'll get into that a bit later. He he seems like he is um maybe not the Dugy greatest with person. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, even another thing that Spencer was saying was that even with Heidi left a note for LC, being like. Not gonna hang out with you. I'm going to hang out with Spencer. And it wasn't even Heidi's writing. Yeah. Like it's not even her writing. It's like then, her
1: writing is illegible.
0: And Elsie knew it wasn't. And so like Biggest <laughs> like, actress yeah. like, knowing that she
1: wasn't there. Um another thing he said, he didn't say in this podcast, but I read it that um Adam DeVillo, the the producer, he wanted Heidi to fake a pregnancy. Like <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is all wild stuff that we know happens in reality TV now, but back then, and I won't spoil everything if you want to go listen to it, but it was really interesting. I think the tie-in and the fascination I have with a lot of it is the Hollywood families and the, and them all growing up together, you know, like he was talking about Nicole Richie and how she's a genius on fame. Yeah. And Paris Hilton. And Brody Jenner. Yeah, how like he was, I find that all really interesting, I think. And maybe it's because... A little bit incestuous maybe. Well, I think it's because we grew up watching mm. and all obsessed with like Hollywood as kids. I know I definitely was. I think that's the fascination for me as well, hearing how it all works and the fact that Spencer actually had before being on the hills, started producing his own work. And he was actually working on like a show with none other than Brody Jenner, of course, one of his best mates, and his family. So
1: his stepdad was David Foster, who's a really famous music producer. But he told Spencer Pratt that he made elevator music or something like that. So he had no idea who he was, but he's hugely famous. He later on went to marry... Um, Yolanda Hadid but when they were together so he was in on it but apparently when he was behind the scenes like helping produce it wasn't the same sort of vibe there wasn't the same banter with the family so then they got him to go on screen and be in front of the camera but doing that he said he lost all his credibility as a producer mm. and then didn't juicing was dead sort of all the future shows he wanted to do because he was seen as a reality TV star yeah
0: And he was literally, you know, filming the show and there's like Kim Kardashian in the background before they blew up to become the biggest reality show family ever. So it was a really interesting listen. I found it uh, really cool. And he's out the gate, hey. Like, I just find him so fascinating.
1: There's something about him too. I can't put my finger on it. It's just... He would be so exhausting to be around for a little while. I think he's like the energizer bunny. He's just kind of like bouncing around. It would just, the energy is crazy. I mean, he's got his crystal company, doesn't he? Maybe he just like (laughs) bathes in crystals. He's just on such a high frequency. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and even talking about things, it's obviously Spidey have got up to all sorts over the years and not all of it that we've seen has been true. You know, they were even the ones that were constructing and getting paid heaps of money to make up all these tabloid headlines, he's got them all framed. But even the allegation about Heidi's plastic surgery and how... Oh, that was
1: really interesting. Yeah,
0: so, you know, when everyone shamed her for all the work she got done, that was quite an interesting buy-in as well and her having that business mind which you might not think of when you think of reality no. stars she was like oh okay yeah so it sort of shows a good deal yeah yeah the thing he did was it sort of peeled back the layers for lack of a better phrase when we're talking about skin and things you know a lot of that stuff is just standard practice in, in hollywood like every however often you'll get stuff done and yeah he
1: is quite honest and i, I do like the way that he is so open about the fact yeah we are really fame-hungry and yeah, we will do anything because the money was really good and what do you miss about being famous? The money, that's like mm. what he said that they missed and they would do anything pretty much for the money that it came with, like making up a crazy story, yeah, sure. like
0: did you Would you have thought that maybe he was quite fake? Because I reckon in some ways maybe he was a little too real and honest and they didn't like that about him?
1: Possibly, and mm. you just brought me to my next point and just tied it in for me perfectly, so thank you.
0: Oh wow, is this a professional segue you're going to about to do?
1: Maybe, we'll see how well I <laughs> execute it because it will probably be terrible knowing me. No! Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset, um, who even if you haven't watched Selling Sunset, you'll probably know who she is. She is currently the biggest reality TV villain. They are both, or we're both TV villains on shows produced by Adam DeVillo and he has come into hot water again for claims that she's made about what a toxic work environment he is and just how awful it is. He's told her allegedly to um, fall down the stairs and kill herself.
0: That's shocking.
1: Imagine that. He's actually not allowed on the set with the girls of Selling Sunset. There's just been quite a few claims. And Heidi Montag, well that was her name, she's now Heidi Pratt, She had um, a sexual harassment claim against him. So interesting. Maybe I think if you're just a little bit too honest, you're kind of shunned.
0: I really want to read or probably listen to the audiobook of Christine's book.
1: Yeah, she's actually quite fascinating. Mm. I really, really didn't like her on the show, but I think it is she's come out and said so much that so many people can't separate the show from her, and she is totally playing a character. Yeah, she plays it so well that she gets sent death threats.
0: Her book is called How to Be a Boss Bitch if you want to listen to it with us and perhaps we can chat about it another time. But I'm quite interested to hear her side of the story.
1: She did a Call Her Daddy podcast Mm. too and she actually sent a clip, showed a clip of the original clip and then what was played. But then it's reality TV. It's entertainment, right? We're not watching a documentary.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, it was just a fascinating listen about I guess if you're into reality TV but then surely there's a line that you can't, hurt people's lives but that's what they do which I I don't know I feel a bit icky about some parts of it.
1: I was feeling a bit icky about that too it's like they signed up for a reality TV show at what point is it crossing a line when you're getting sent death threats and like people really really hate you because they can't separate you from the show because it's a reality show so obviously you're the same person in real life. She's actually done been to acting school as well though so she is fully playing like persona.
0: Speaking of recommendations, join us for Book Meets Show Club. Watch the TV adaptation of Dolly Alderton's Everything I Know About Love. Read the book as well if you have already, which I know a lot of us have. Um, Read it again, listen to it and watch the show, which is on TVNZ On Demand in New Zealand, Stan in Australia. And then we're going to discuss it on an upcoming episode because this was such an iconic book. I don't know about you, but when I first read it, I'd never related to a book more in my life. I feel like most authors or media have this like, oh, I'm perfect narrative or don't really share the messiness and it just sort of normalised the messiness and all the crazy stuff sometimes a lot of us did when we were younger. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to watching it because I know you love, love, love the book and when you told me to read it, I downloaded the audiobook and I got like halfway through the first chapter and realised I've read this book and I just... I don't know if I've blocked it out or if it was in a really traumatic time of my life. I've just seemed to block the whole book out. So um, I'm looking forward to watching it.
0: Yeah, it's like quite similar to the book, but I just think it covers some really important Uh, topics and just relatable stories again the messiness and the hilariousness of our 20s and beyond and when I posted about it on my Instagram people were like oh my god this is my favorite book ever like this is so cool so yeah definitely watch and read the book if you want to reread it you maybe already have and we'll have that episode in your feed very soon. So we wanted to talk about this on the final episode of the new Kardashian show, which side note, what do you think of the new show? Did you like it more than the old format?
1: Confession, I've only watched like bits and pieces of it.
0: Hey, look, fair enough.
1: I did watch the last episode because you said two. Sorry, I do I do what Val tells me. Wait, you didn't have to watch the whole thing. No, well I did. It took me until the last episode to realise like this is just one big marketing point for them like
0: um hello I know I don't <laughs> know why but like no
1: it made me realize why they moved away from E to Hulu slash Disney to it's, I just, think it's better though yeah I mean but it is so much more showing each one of these brands and then also their personalities like I found that the ones that you didn't like so much like Kendall and stuff
0: Still don't like. I know but a lot of people <laughs> I've heard
1: saying oh she seems like more relatable or they've come across a bit more likable because mm. in social media and online They're often talked about quite negatively, but on this program, they're sort of able to bring out, I guess, show the sides that they want to become a bit more likeable. I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. And I think that we've definitely seen a different side of Kim on this new show. Um, I have a new appreciation for her. It's just a different phase in her life. There were some super funny moments, like she said on camera that she was DTF. Which I was like, yes, Queen, go off. Like, no one usually would say that because they would be shamed or judged or whatever, but I just found it really funny.
1: What she's showing, she's got a bit of a personality or a bit of of humour.
0: There was even a bit where she looked directly into the camera, which she did quite a bit throughout this new season. I'm going to play a little bit of it. Have a listen to this. If you don't think I screenshot every single thing, that's my girl. I'm just not in the mood today, so I don't know. But, you know, (laughs) I don't know. She's not in the mood. And she also joked about uh, whether a producer had seen her vagina. And then you could hear Pete in the background piping up. More than me. (laughs) Yeah. You can just tell that he, obviously, they're all loved up and everything. But it's almost like he's waiting in the wings for his moment. He hasn't featured on the show yet. And, you know, he's left
1: his, like, like... a carrot, that dangling. Well,
0: he's left his long-time role on Saturday Night Live. Obviously, probably just the end of his tenure, but it's like, all right, I'm going to finish one show, on to the next.
1: Yeah, do you reckon he'll change his last name to Kardashian when they probably. get Probably, yeah. yeah. Hyphenate? Yeah. Possibly.
0: And maybe I know the Kardashians aren't exactly relatable, but there are relatable aspects. in the fact that, you know, Kim's gone through a divorce and she's now having this real, she's just got a new lease on life and she's just having a bit of fun. And yeah, I don't know. A I'm toy just, boy. I'm finding her funnier.
1: It's like we know her personally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we just we're on first name basis. First name
1: basis, Kim.
0: Yeah, but of course on the last episode we got to see Chloe's reaction and and how upset she was obviously when she found out that Tristan had cheated on her again this time, getting another woman pregnant and there was a paternity lawsuit. So not only did he not tell her, but she found out because of this lawsuit. And so mm. he was obviously hiding it for That's a lot of steps to hide something. The fact that you find out about this lawsuit when were you going to tell somebody? You're trying to like, you know, hide it away through lawyers.
1: I mean, like the balls on that guy. I just don't even understand. Like, how can you, I can't lie at all, let alone hide something so huge like that. When you know it's going to go off at some point, act like nothing wrong when he's done it so many times. I mean, it's not his, his first cheating allegation, is it?
0: Yeah. And we were all sort of hoping like, please let this be the last time. And I found this clip and this was Chloe talking to Kim about how she felt, which we wanted to play and chat about.
1: It's the same thing how I felt about Lamar. Like, I gave it my all. I've never felt guilty. Same thing with Tristan. I don't feel guilty. Like, I believe in second, third, fourth chances of everyone. I want you to have that and You want me. I want someone to give me the same grace I'm giving them. Totally. It's time to walk away, and I don't feel guilty about it. I tried so hard. I'm fine. Is it the most up thing? that this has to happen so publicly every f- time in my life? Yes. Is it so f- up that society blames me or women? It's disgusting and like deplorable of these people to talk about other people like that. Like there's no empathy, there's no compassion.
0: It's quite interesting over the years. Um, Chloe has, I think more than the others, They've all had trolls and everything, but she's attracted the most trolls, which is so sad because you can see it's definitely affected her. And I've listened to an interview she did recently on the Not Skinny, Not Fat podcast. Have you heard of that one? No. Yeah, they had Kim on and then Chloe. And she's actually found as things gotten bigger for her, which you hear a lot of people talk about, that she's become like, it's like really eaten away at her confidence. She can't share anything. People are really mean. So I'm kind of hoping this is a moment where people can be more empathetic. She has recently joined TikTok where people were so nice in the comments. Um she was just so stoked to see oh, really? like a really nice space. Yeah.
1: How awful that like every time you do something people are just playing, like tearing you apart telling you to
0: Well the shocking thing is that he's the one that cheated on her. So mm-hmm. why does she get trolled? Why do people be mean to her? Like I just It's awful.
1: People always blame the women, don't they? Yeah. I don't don't understand it.
0: You've done a bit of sleuthing, though, so you've got a little timeline for us.
1: Uh, It's such a messy timeline. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. So they met in 2016, started dating 2016, had True in 2018, and have consistently been on again, off again throughout that whole time. He already had a pregnant ex-girlfriend when he met Chloe, and since... Everything's happened, it's come out, people been like, Well, he we did you did the same thing to his ex girlfriend that he's done to you but she's just flat out said like his mum, his lawyer, his best friend all said that they were over before we met. But like this guy, like he's got a passion, right? He's not gonna change and in such in the most public platform too. So in 2018 videos hit the web of him kissing multiple women at a bar and this will become a pattern for him. This dude likes to have more than one person at the same time, like one on each hand pretty much. Um, There's also footage of him arriving at his hotel with a mystery woman after leaving that bar. Then more footage is released from 2017 when Chloe was only three months pregnant, getting cosy with two women again in Washington DC. Neither Chloe or Tristan comment on this at the time, but she is currently nine, not currently, at this time she was nine months pregnant when all this video footage surfaced. But literally the next day she gave birth to True. So uh, the stress of all that happening can't even yeah. like, relate to.
0: You've had children. Can you imagine going through that much stress at a time that's already pretty stressful?
1: And two, she was isolated from her family because she'd relocated to Cleveland, Ohio, where he was playing basketball. So she's alone, vulnerable. Mm. I mean, as much as they're unrelatable, these are topics that are relatable because they're things that we all know, people that have gone through and we all have a friend that takes back a boyfriend time and time again and feels like she can't talk to her friends about it and you just want to be there for her so she feels like she can talk to a friend. And I don't know about you, but touch wood, my husband's my only partner that's not cheated on me. So, I mean, everyone has something like that in their life. So after having True, they were off again. But by May, literally, they were back together. But then Tristan blocked Kim on Instagram in 2018 because she addressed... The cheating room is on Alan, so he'd blocked her. There's been a lot of like ongoing beef between the family. But Chloe stays in Ohio. Ohio, <laughs> Ohio. Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> She stays in Ohio where Tristan was playing basketball, but then they all move back. But then by September, he's back to his old ways and he's caught being a bit too touchy-feely with two girls again. Chloe doesn't relocate back to Ohio with him, but by October, they've reconciled. In December, they're talking about having another baby because, you know, nothing fixes a relationship like having a baby, but everyone does that. Um, in December, do they? No, but, oh. but people do. He's also refuses to watch any of the Keeping Up With the Kardashian show that, references the cheating or anything like that. Like it doesn't seem like he really is taking responsibility for it. I
0: don't think he's sorry.
1: I actually I think he's sorry he got caught. It's just the definition of that, right?
0: Yeah. And the most shocking thing is we found out that he really wanted to go halves with her on a new house. Like thank goodness that didn't Mm -hmm. happen.
1: He was trying really hard to get her back, right? But it's like you're doing that and then at the same time the whole time you're Oh, I just don't get men. I mean, there are a lot of good men out there, but how do you do that?
0: Well, it's probably cheaters, like females, you know, obviously it's yeah. a cheating thing, and he must have a problem. Is that a
1: narcissist thing? Like, he's definitely got.
0: Must just think he can get away with it. I don't know. <laughs> when you're dating like a with, cheater, like, like. Family,
1: like the fam- most famous family in the world for. Like reality TV.
0: And it was always Kim that found out when he had done (laughs) stuff. She's like a super sleuth. You guys would get along well. Probably,
1: we'd probably get along. (laughs) Then by February, they've been in a long distance relationship for a few months and there's speculation they've broken up again. But he sends her a lavish Valentine's gift, which she posts all over social media saying how much love she feels. At the end of Feb, though, when it comes out that Tristan hooked up with Kylie Jenner's best friend Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods went on, is it Jada Pinkett Smith's yeah, Red, red, tab- red yeah. Table? I remember it being quite like an open, vulnerable interview, right? And people felt sorry for her, did Yeah, they
0: and they did address it on the show, but again, it was that the woman's fault. Like, mm. obviously, yeah, Jordan shouldn't have been with him or whatever, but they were going on her being the homewrecker when Tristan wasn't getting slammed as much.
1: No, but then even... um. Chloe Kardashian jumps on Twitter and says, why are you lying, Jordan Woods? If you're going to try and save yourself by going public instead of calling me privately to apologise first, at least be honest about your story. By the way, you are the reason my family broke up. This made a lot of people angry because why was she attacking Jordan so publicly when Tristan was just as responsible, if not more so, like Jordan wasn't the one in a relationship. July 2020, they've been apart for almost a year and a half and they're giving their relationship another try by October, they're trying for another baby, and that was showed a bit mm. on the show. Right, they were doing not IVF, but she was. She's been struggling, be struggling with yeah, yeah, which must hurt even more when you see he's going around getting every chick pregnant.
0: Yeah, it was uh, very sad. She wanted a baby boy, and then you know he has a baby boy with some person that he got with.
1: The news of their breakup comes after Tristan was reportedly seen entering the bedroom with three women, this time not just two, at a party in LA. After two months apart, then they're back together in August and... December they're broken up when it comes out that um, he fathered a child these reports are confirmed with a paternity test Chloe and Tristan are done so for mm. good and that's when what we've recently just yeah. seen in their new show this is relatable We're, yeah
0: this is some people this is their relationship pattern there's couples we know that have that is it their toxic trait that they're addicted to being in these situations well And it's not for us to judge. Like I think that's the one thing I always think, unless you know what it's like to be in that situation or it's hard when you have to leave a relationship that's not, even though you know it's not right, it's still very hard to leave. It takes a lot of courage. So Mm. you can, you've got to have empathy, I think. And that's something I think until maybe it's like just life experience. Once you get, when you're younger, I feel like you have very, oh no, once a cheater, always a cheater kind of thing. And And your views are a bit more, I know definitely for me, growing up, right, and learning Mm. more life experience, that there's probably a reason people are getting back with that person and don't hate on them or don't like empathy. Yeah, don't get angry with them.
1: Also, when you've got a child with that person, you'll do anything to keep your family together, I imagine. Have you ever been cheated on?
0: I don't think I have. Maybe with people that perhaps I was, I wouldn't consider like a long-term partner.
1: I've always thought I'd be like done, like, get out of my life but a couple times I've like tried to make it work and it's never no it's never worked out it's never worked out
0: talk us through you've been in that situation where you have been cheated on it's like such an awful act of portrayal you know it's it's hurtful like it's just makes you feel like there's something wrong with you when if you look at the we've covered it on the self love club like the psychology of someone that cheats generally what happens is they think they're a failure or, you know, they're going to ruin the relationship. So they go out and do something that verifies that belief. And so it's nothing about you, but of course you're getting cheated on. So it feels so personal, like you did something wrong or there's something wrong with you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I had a crazy situation where some girl contacted me out of the blue and let me log into her Snapchat account and read the messages and things like that but this is how much a sleuth I was like she made me promise not to take any pictures or anything but I got like a spare (laughs) phone and took all these pictures of it and then I took it one step further I um, compiled it into like a document and I called the document proof and (laughs) uploaded it to my Dropbox and then I just didn't contact the person I just emailed it through like and the um the subject was proof and I just them read it
0: mic drop yeah Anna wow but yeah obviously that's something you did and that's your way of dealing with it but how did that make you feel and why did you <laughs> turn
1: into like a, well, bit a, obviously... a bit of a um, counselling session yeah but it? like
0: but I'm just kind of curious I guess we've all been in situations where you want to make things work right I have like yeah. I was in a long-term relationship owned a house with someone, thought that was going to be my husband. Really glad that didn't happen because I love my life and I'm with my now partner and everything's been really great.
1: And divorces are expensive.
0: Yeah, and statistically I've actually dodged my first divorce, so who's the real winner now? But at the time, you try to make things work because everyone can relate with that. We want to make things work even when we know than not going to anymore it's accepting process it's hard
1: I, I just think I was a bit lazy now looking back and like the idea of starting over was just like a bit of a thing like a bit of effort at that time in my life and thought oh well, let's just try again but there are people there I know who've done it who've got back together and it's worked out for them I'm just yet to experience myself yeah the trust I just don't know how you get that I mean that particular ra- relationship was just I mean I don't even know why it's just red flag central like just I was just like dodging red flags and just ignoring them just like oh what's that I just always find it when someone's really secretive of their phone and just so many things like there was something going on and I, I think I just knew it all the time I just ignored it so it wasn't really telling me anything I didn't know honestly intuition they never talk about men's intuition do they it's always women's intuition <laughs> Yeah, then At like, that means intuition, <laughs> mother's intuition, woman's intuition.
0: Yeah. So what we're seeing with Chloe, I guess, is that whole just trying to make it mm-hmm. work. And it sounds like now, and we really hope, we really hope this is it.
1: How could you go back now? Like, I don't know. I mean, you could. And we've all had that friend that's like, you couldn't go back now. And then they do. And then you've got to take everything that you've said back about them.
0: Yeah. And it's an interesting one because I want to be non-judgmental and if someone chooses that. But she deserves so much better. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if you take people like that back, you're literally just
1: telling them what they're doing so well, okay you're, yeah you're
0: ripping yourself off too like it's almost like she's too scared she's been too scared to let go because she wants this life with him and wants true to have a sibling with the same dad it's
1: yeah well she did say she wanted that fairy tale with him but I'm pretty sure that fairy tale doesn't include someone that cheats on you I think Chloe's a romantic
0: do you yeah yeah it's quite relatable in the fact that she obviously has low self-worth which a lot of us have at put your times. hand up if you do we're working on it but I feel like it's very easy if you're on the outside to say Mm. oh you deserve better but when we all know when you're in a situation it's harder to see it properly and it's not until you leave it you're like oh my god like why also another thing and you'll know from your experiences with past relationships when you've done everything you can you can walk away and be like,
1: yeah. I did it all. I'm happy. Like, you've got no what ifs, no regrets.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like if she lets go, she'll probably meet someone incredible. And when the time is right and everything, all that, you know, when, it, when you least expect it. But while she's still in that pattern and that
1: like cycle,
0: cycle, mm-hmm. it's essentially like a toxic cycle she's in with him and in yeah. relationships and everything. Well, you look at
1: that timeline. At five years of just going like playing tennis at the tennis match. She'll need a bit of time to recover. Hopefully she does give a bit of self -self a bit of time to recover. comes out better. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Lamar will come back.
0: Oh, no. Please, (laughs) no. I hope that ship has sailed. We want someone with, I mean, everyone's got baggage, but we want someone who is a secure attachment type, doesn't have a cheating problem. She deserves the best. And, yeah, it's a matter of, I think it comes down to self-worth. But I think for a lot of us women, we just give people a lot of chances. Don't you reckon?
1: Yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I
0: don't reckon we do it.
1: I think it comes down to honestly treating someone, giving them ch- the chances that we hope they would give us, which doesn't often happen.
0: But then also, isn't it weird that we do that with people who literally cannot give us that and then we get so upset when they do what they do? Cuz we're stupid. I don't I don't know <laughs> if no, we are. Stupid. It's just like maybe it's a lesson. That's all we've got time for. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Gloss, a new podcast by the Self Love Club Media. Make sure you've subscribed on your podcast app. Do it now. You can hit follow on Apple and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and write us a glowing review. Share the link with your friends. I don't know. Go listen to the other episodes. If you haven't, you know the drill. And you can follow us at Gloss the Podcast on Instagram to watch videos of our chats as well. We'll catch you soon. Adios love how you did it at the end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.